0: hi everyone this is Stephen Lasser and today I'll be speaking with TR Ludwig from Brooklyn solar Works and we'll be talking about solar installations in New York City hi TR thanks for uh, joining me today yeah you bet happy to be here cool so why don't you just tell me sort of you know generally about what your uh your company does and uh you know sort of I think a lot of people are interested in In solar power in the city, and and, I don't think they know that much about it. I know I learned a lot, um, you know, relatively recently. So, sort of tell us a little about your company, and that was just about. I guess let's let's start with just solar installations uh, generally, like what Mm
1: -hmm. he does. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my company is Brooklyn Solar Works. We're a flat roof specialty solar installer based in New York City. Serve all the five boroughs Uh, right now. Are about seventy feet people, and we uh serve flat roof buildings we call it urban solar generally on brownstones and row houses about 20 feet wide Uh, we also do condos co-ops uh generally on sort of on the smaller side and um you know all of the complexities that come with with that um but you know we've specialized on this market because uh we think that there's like a very big opportunity it had previously been underserved and so we've developed technology that allows us to get more solar panels on the roof, uh, than most, most other commercial commercially available technologies out there. Um, and so it's just kind of the market that we live in. And so it's the market that we've focused on and, and done our best to, to try and serve, um, to celebrated eight years here at Brooklyn solar works and, um, you know, looking forward to the next, uh, eight or 10 or 15 or 20. So, um, it's a, a fascinating time to be in the solar business because for a long time, people just kind of thought it wasn't possible. And it very much is very possible these days, uh, some great incentives on the table and that kind of thing. So.
0: So what, what, so what like like said, if someone was interested in, in in having a solar installation done at their, their building, like what what would you sort of generally look for? What are some of like, the, the basic criteria that would make a, a building like sort of suitable for, for this type of application?
1: Yeah, um, I mean the good news in New York City, uh, sort of, you know, certainly interior is that you know shading usually isn't a concern unless there's a big skyscraper building somewhere that can throw it off. But generally, shading's not too much of a consideration, and that's like the first thing we look for. You know, if it, that roof is covered in trees, it's going to be really hard to generate a lot of electricity from that. But Barring that, um, usually uh, if the roof is fairly clear, like I said, we focus on flat roofs. So um, if there's not a lot of HVAC equipment or those types of things, mechanicals up on the roof, that uh, that usually indicates that it's gonna be easy to do. Um, although we have done buildings with very complex roofs and we'll just raise the solar above all of that using our solar canopy system. Um, so, You know, that from a feasibility perspective is like the first thing we look at. Um, Secondarily, we look at energy usage, you know, how much electricity the building is using. Um, We look at the electrical situation. So uh, generally we do single to, you know, three family homes, but uh, sometimes, you know, buildings will come into and they have six meters or something like that. And so the challenge is to try and figure out like electrically the best way to Send the power into the electrical grid of the house, but also make sure we're doing it as efficiently as possible. And what, um, what
0: are some of like the the uh, you know the uh, the ROI? Like, what's the the you know term you think that people usually recoup their investment, or or how much do they how much like for your typical installations would you say? And you know, we're not looking for precise numbers here, but how much mm-hmm. of their electricity do you think they're able to to generate on you know just from the, the solar? Mm -hmm. Is it a full substitute or how how does that shake out?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course it all depends, but, um, you you can, you can offset on a normal sort of brownstone, you know, three story brownstone with one or two families, you could offset 60 to a hundred percent. Um, you know, if it's one family, you're closer to a hundred, um, it all kind of depends on who's living there, what their electricity usage patterns are like, and that kind of thing. Um, but you could, you could, let's say it's eighty to one hundred percent, and usually that pays back in about six to eight years, depending on uh, a number of different cost factors in terms of what's required for permitting and additional measures you have to take.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. So, what about like just sort of some examples? I know you, you mentioned that that, that you're just talking about a. Uh, a smaller building but from what i understand you also do some some like co-op and condos and sort of you know you know not giant residential buildings but some larger residential buildings so how mm-hmm. how does that work let's say in a in a multifamily where you, let's just say for example it's a co-op or a condo where there's different families or different mm-hmm. units or like a, just a rental building how how would that how would that work
1: yeah yeah so usually in just sort of like a classic co-op situation smaller building call it maybe six units something like that Um, you know, that is is a candidate where you could put solar on the roof, get as much as you can up there. You would send all the solar to a special meter that would then accumulate credits and you could spread those credits out to like all six units, for example. Um, That's one scenario. Another scenario is, let's say the building's a little bit larger, maybe it doesn't make sense to try and spread out the credits. You could just use the solar to offset the common area meter. Um, And that's a a pretty common use case in slightly larger buildings. Um, Buildings without elevators generally are good for that kind of a use case. Um, So it just kind of depends. But in those cases, you know, there's a lot of tax credits incentives on the table. And for a co-op, a co-op will get the federal tax credit, which they can divvy up amongst their shareholders. Um, each shareholder will get a state tax credit and there will be a property tax abatement on the building um, and so all of that amounts up to somewhere around you know 60 to 80 percent of the total cost um so it's really good for co-ops because each one gets to each shareholder gets to maximize their tax credit up to five thousand dollars and so um you know you can wind up recouping a fair amount of the cost of a solar system. It gets a little complex, of course, as it always does with with co-ops. Right. Um, but uh, that's a really nice incentive. That
0: uh, would also work out for a condo, right? Same sort of concept. Same, same deal, yeah. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, the property tax abatement's a little different in that case, because they're taxed by their unit instead of like the building as a whole. So mm-hmm. it gets a little, little bit more complicated on the property tax side of things, so that's a that's a New York City incentive. But um but the federal and the state work the same.
0: So there's so there's a federal there's a layer of federal benefits, mm-hmm. state and city, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll just go through that real quick. So um there's a federal incentive, which um, just recently was changed to thirty percent as a base incentive. Um and then depending on the type of tax credit you're using that may even go up and that that's part of this inflation reduction act uh, you know the big sort of green bill that got passed last year in august and that increases the amount of the tax credit depending on whether or not you're using domestic content in the project you know uh, american-made panels or inverters or racking Um, there are some other adders in there but some of those other adders can be Quite rich, and so you can go from thirty percent tax credit to, you know, uh, some of these can get up to sixty or seventy percent tax credit depending on their application. Um, for a normal condo and co-op, I'd say at least thirty percent, maybe forty. It's probably relevant, um, and that's at the federal level. The state level, there's um, a cash rebate of, you know, right now, and for a condo or co-op. Would be somewhere around, call it ten to twenty thousand dollars worth of a cash rebate uh, from the state, and then there would also be a state tax tax credit that goes up to five thousand dollars. And so that you that would be on your personal taxes. You claim it, and it reduces your your tax burden for that year. Um, and then there's a New York City incentive, and that's twenty percent of the system cost. That um, gets taken off of the property tax, and that's 5% per year for four years. Um, and that, um, you know, condos and co ops recognize that differently and they pay it differently, but it would reduce property tax either way. Um, and we've done both. Um, and then there's also another state incentive, just to go back to that real quick, for some historic buildings in certain areas they also get another 20% off. So it's a lot of, a so, lot of,
0: lot of uh, incentives. Out there, so. Yeah. It's a,
1: it's a, it's kind of a layer cake as we describe it of incentives. And sometimes that cake gets you 60% off or can get you 80 or 90% off uh, in some cases. So and when you're, when
0: your company is, is retained. So do you sort of walk the, the building owner through that process to, to help them get these um Yeah. Incentives?
1: Yep. Yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah. We set them up with all the forms that they need from the federal and state level and we file their property tax abatement for them as part of our permitting process. Um, and for the historic tax credits, we help help them file that as well. That's what the state, um, huh. but yeah, we're pretty experienced at navigating all these different agencies and, <clears throat> you know, trying to, yeah, I think capture would, what's on the table.
0: Yeah, I think that's you know that would be a primary motivation for people is that if if you know you're you're facilitating that, um, then obviously that's the probably the major incentive for them to do it. Um, yeah. So I know I know that there were some we had sort of discussed before we uh, jumped on this this call. I know that there's some some uh, new local laws, some existing local laws that that pertain. Um, it's local law ninety two, ninety four, and ninety seven. So just mm-hmm. if I guess the to Quick overview of some of those laws and how they how they affect. Um.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so local law ninety two ninety four that went into effect. I say twenty nineteen, November twenty nineteen, um, right before COVID, and basically that rule requires all new construction buildings uh, under four stories, or anything that's <clears throat> adding a vertical enlargement. Or horizontal enlargement to put a four kilowatt solar system on the building or green roof, um, and so that requirement, you know, we're seeing that flow through on all the new construction. Anyone that's having to go get a building permit um, these days has to prove that they're able to get a solar system up there, and so it's a new requirement over these past couple of years that that uh, is you know so. Sort of city-backed initiative to try and, you know, spur more solar development. Um, and so we've certainly seen that. Um, Local law 97 is another rule that is about to go into effect over the next couple of years, and that's going to be very impactful. And that's just basically energy benchmarking such that buildings over 25,000 square feet need to uh they will get benchmarked on their energy usage. And if they start using more than that, they're going to be fined for it. And if they use less than that, then they're going to reduce the potential to be fined. Um, And so a lot of these buildings are gonna be incentivized to find whatever they can to reduce their energy usage or get credit for it. Uh, Solar will certainly be one of them. Community solar will be another. Batteries will be another. so the Department of Buildings is coming out with those rules now um, and we'll be putting them into effect. But it's it's gonna be a big, big driver on certainly compliance, but I think it's also gonna have the positive effect of spurring more more solar development.
0: Well cool. and what, what do you think some of the you know misconceptions people have about solar energy in, in New York City?
1: Um I mean the biggest one is that it doesn't work. Um, you know, that people think we don't get enough sunshine or, you know, the buildings are too tall here or something like that. And I can certainly say that that's not true at all. Um, get plenty of sunshine throughout the year to make all the numbers go around. Um, shading really isn't that big a deal here in the city, unless you're in, you know, deep Manhattan somewhere. Um, generally there's, there's enough sun to make it work for folks. And, um, know the incentives right now are just probably some of the best in the country if not the best in the country in terms of you know this sort of layer cake of incentives that exists so um yeah that was probably the biggest misconception um you know another one i would say is just that because you're using the sun you have to recognize how the sun operates throughout the year and you know so during the spring and summer and early fall, you're going to have more daylight hours. And then in the winter, obviously, you're going to have less. And so you're just going to get less electricity during that time. And so, you know, it is a bit of a curve. And just getting people warmed up to that uh, is, is, you know, it just takes education. But um, I'd say that's probably another sort of misconception or just something that they're they're not totally familiar with. And is, is there,
0: I, I I think there's, you know, there's going to be you know better battery technology or is there already battery technology or, or do the systems work with a battery i guess is a better question
1: yeah that's a can of worms there um <laughs> so so the the battery situation in new york city is it's a little unfortunate because it could be rocking right now but uh department of buildings and mostly fdny are holding back the industry right now um and they want them to comply with certain safety standards. And we're all about safety, so happy to comply. But a lot of the vendors that um, need to comply with the safety standards just aren't spending the money to do it. And so it's a little bit of a bottleneck on on that side of things. The tech is very much there. It easily could work here in New York City. Um, it's really more of an administrative thing right now. But as soon as, as soon as we straighten that out, um, and I think we're pretty close. Uh, we're going to get just an incredible amount of batteries deployed here in the city, and and the city already has a property tax abatement for batteries. Um, you know, no one's really used it quite yet, but once once we do, it's going to be a very powerful incentive, I think, for batteries in the city.
0: Cool. So, so what are some other uh, challenges facing your your, your industry?
1: um geez, i mean you know the classic supply chain uh, i feel like that's maybe settled down a little bit although you never know these days um uh you know labor is, is always a challenge just trying to find good folks that, that um you know will fit in to our culture here and work hard and be solar warriors as we would expect them to be um you know so that's another one but uh you know rising interest rates is that's going to be interesting Uh, you know i'd say about half our our customers they'll finance their solar systems using various loan products that we have and because those interest rates are going up it's making the loans more expensive and so it's just adding a little less uh incentive and and reducing savings a bit more so you know that's that's another challenge we're facing you know it's a cycle so up and down but um but that's another kind of key piece of things at this and what, point.
0: What, and what's what's like the installation time let's say someone you know retains Brooklyn solar Works like what what, what are you what are they looking at to from like uh a contract to when it's actually installed and up and running what's the typical yeah. time I know I know every project's different of course they are
1: they are certainly but but um you know, and what's what I would classify as a less complex com- project. You know, not as much involvement on permitting, just a regular building permit. Usually we can get that done and call it three to four months. And that's all the way through from, you know, signing the contract through to designing, engineering, uh, permitting, constructing, closing out. That's usually about three to four months. Um, On something more complex, which involves landmarks, Fire department variances, uh, you know, complex electrical situations that can take uh, four to six months, something like that.
0: And I know you you'd mentioned a little bit about your company, so just tell tell us you know a little bit more. So, what's Brooklyn Solar Works about?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we're 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 a bunch of folks that live in New York City and and have decided that we want to try and you know, deploy more solar where we live. And, um, you know, from our perspective, a lot of the areas that we live in are, are, you know, they're underserved. There's not many solar companies that focus on flat roof buildings. Um, and so we've built out a a niche for ourselves. Uh, and, you know, we take it pretty seriously in terms of you know, how we build the systems and make sure they're engineered properly and the equipment we're using, um, but, you know, we we also have a very, I would say, strong, you know, environmental drive here where, you know, each person that's an employee here feels pretty strongly that, you know, we're trying to help, you know, evolve the environmental situation here in New York City. So, you know, each rooftop that we're doing, we're taking that much more electricity out of Con Ed's hands and, you know, gas-fired power plants um, and moving it into people whose roofs are powering their own house.
0: Sure, and like how, how many employees are there currently? Like what, what, what kind of like um, roles? Yeah, are?
1: we're we're right now we're about 70 people and I'd say about half are installers and the rest are sales, marketing, um, you know, design, permitting, engineering, IT, finance, HR, sort of all the classic functions here, um, but uh, yeah, about seventy people. Right, And how, how do you think you based in Gowanus, okay. Brooklyn?
0: All right, cool. How, how do you think you're different than your competitors? I don't even. I'm not really sure. You know who you're competing with, but you know what? What do you think your your competitive edge is, or what? What do you guys do differently?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we certainly have a very deep specialty in flat roof buildings that's been our strategy from the very beginning and um you know the, with that comes familiarity with you know 100 year old brownstone buildings that that some some other installers don't really uh work on as nearly as much as we do um so we've got some very specific expertise for you know one to four family buildings that you know and whatever that the electrical situation is in those buildings we know how to roll with it um the roof situation. Yeah, there's probably not a roof we haven't seen uh that we didn't couldn't figure out in one way, shape, or form. Um and so we've just got a, a really good expertise on on flat roofs. Uh we've also developed products specifically for flat roofs. So we um designed patented engineered uh, solar canopy, which uh, we've we've now just spun that into a separate company. Um because other people want to buy it too, uh, but it's like a—it's basically a solution to help with flat roof installs in New York City and get more solar up there than than really anything else out there. But um, that's that's what we've specialized in, and and um, you know, there's there are other people that can that do it, but half the time they come to us and want to buy the canopy from us. So, sure. uh, you know, um, that's, that's kind of our niche.
0: And what, what, what's the, what's the favorite thing uh, about what you do? Like what, what's your
1: favorite part of the, of the solar industry that that you're in? Yeah. I mean, I, I really love seeing our progress on a daily basis, you know, seeing new systems pop up around town um, a lot of gratification in that uh, you know, knowing that we're, we're literally one rooftop at a time, you know, taking these buildings either entirely or partially off the grid from from Con Ed and um, you know, each situation is different. So it's always like a little puzzle we got to figure out on how we're going to pull it off for somebody. Um, but, you know, we always do. And, you know, we're always extremely uh, you know, grateful to our customers that they trusted us with their house. And, and, you know, we take it seriously when if there's any issues that come up, we jump right on it, but it's, it's very satisfying to see these projects, go up and they're going up in greater numbers these days, you know, we have about 1700 systems spread out around, around the city.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. So what's the, what's the biggest takeaway that you hope the uh, viewers and listeners um, take away from today's uh, conversation?
1: Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is that it's very possible, you know, in whatever flavor of solar you want to do, it's very doable. Um, there might be some constraints. There might be things that, you know, for a normal company might get in the way. You know, we do our very best to work around it. Sometimes there's just like not a possibility <laughs> to do solar uh, in some very rare cases. But usually um, usually it's possible. And the incentives uh, at all levels are quite good. There's financing for it. So, you know, all the sort of typical excuses for why you can't go solar um, there's usually an answer for it and there's usually a way to make it work so that if you're paying taxes and you're paying an electricity bill, you probably can go solar uh, in one way, shape, or form.
0: So, final question, where where, where can our listeners and viewers uh, reach UTR and, and contact uh, Brooklyn Solar Works?
1: They can go to our website, it's uh, brooklinsolarworks.com and uh, we have a whole bunch of resources in there for, uh, you know, single family homes, multifamily buildings, small businesses, uh, a lot of information on the tax credits, incentives, um, some different use cases and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we like to market really in the community. So we're very often going to community events. Uh, We just did a couple of school events. um, So we like to get out there and and see our customers that we've built or meet new ones
0: great great so listen thanks so much for your time tr i i learned a lot today i'm sure uh, everyone else listening or watching uh did as well so thanks and uh take care yeah you bet all right thank you for tuning in if you enjoyed this content please click like and subscribe and remember to make every day great